helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Certified Christian Counselor and Director of Ottawa's Elam Counseling Services. Hi, I'm Michael Hart, Director of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for listening to this edition of Life Transformation Radio Broadcast, a Christian counseling show where chains are broken and lives are transformed. Formed. With me in studio today is Melissa Wagat. Hi, Michael. Welcome, Melissa, and thank you for being here with us today again to discuss this very important topic. Today we'll be talking about anger. Uh. And have you ever been angry to the point of losing control? No, you don't have to answer that question in here. Mm. <laughs> we'll keep that one to myself. Just see me in the car. There was a tra- traffic earlier this week. It was it was good. Mm-hmm. I was quite frustrated. I was glad I did not have a Christian fish on my bumper. <laughs> People would have thought very poorly of me. Well, sometimes I think it would be good if, if Christians don't drive around with, with stickers that identify them as, as Christians <laughs> on the road because I think the way that they behave sometimes is anything but mm-hmm. but but Christian and and anger display of anger on the road is is very common. We see a lot of people with road rage, losing control, giving mm-hmm. the finger, exactly laying and, on the horn and so forth. You know, one of my pastors told me uh, a funny story uh, sometimes ago where he said that he was driving behind one of the the church members and he knew that it was the church member. The person didn't know that it was him. So he was just honking his arm and driving up behind the person. And then uh, the person stopped. And just as he was passing the person, the person gave him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> and then went, oh no, pastor. <laughs> because they didn't realize it was their pastor. They thought it was just somebody blowing them to get out of the way. They didn't realize that he was just, you know, uh, signaling to them that, that he knew them. So, so, so this that would have made for an awkward Sunday morning greeting. Comes, absolutely. And so as much as we joke about a- anger and us ourselves being angry, and, and I would suggest for most listeners out there, we'd all be lying to ourselves if we said, oh, I never get angry. I never mm-hmm. get upset. I think it's a, a natural human emotion that many of us experience, whether it's in the car or with our spouse or our kids or at work. Mm-hmm. Um, But in talking about anger, a lot of people see it in a very negative light. Mm -hmm. Um, And for many people, especially in Christian circles, anger can sometimes be seen as being unspiritual or maybe not being in control. But in a lot of the work you've done before and in the, in the seminars you've hosted in the past, you've, you talk about anger as actually being a positive thing. Can you explain a little bit about how anger can be positive? Yes, I, I think to answer that question, maybe we need to look first of all as, as to what is anger. Because mm-hmm. as, we, as, as we look as to what is anger, we'll see that it, 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 it's, not, it's not negative and that it could not be negative. And I have a definition of anger that I have sort of come up with that I think captures most of the reasons why people become angry. And my definition that, that anger is triggered by a sense that either you or someone you love is being treated, A, is being treated unfairly, B, is experiencing a threat to safety and security, or C, a sense of being deprived of love, respect, or other emotional 
needs, such as empathy. So I think those are the, 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 the kind of situations in which this thing called anger is threatened. And as we look at that, that what is entailed in, in those categories as a white person becomes angry, we can see that it requires a certain level of self-esteem and passion about life to be angry. Someone who cannot feel as if they are being treated unfairly because they have very low self-worth is sometimes not capable of being angry. But if you have a healthy dose of self-esteem, then you will become angry if you see a situation developing in which you feel that you, you are, your rights are being violated and that you are being treated unfairly. Or if you love someone, uh, anger entails this definition that I have talked about before, uh, entails or assumes that there's a capacity to love and to care for others. If you don't care about anyone or anything, then you're, you will likely not be, be upset or angry if these people or, this, uh, or, or other things or causes are, are being violated. So for people who can become angry, they, they are in a healthy place because they are, they are caring about someone or something. They are, they are healthy self-esteem. They care about themselves and they have a passion for, for life. So to, that first part of it, I think, is very important because I, I think those, that has to be acknowledged before we, we look at why uh, anger has gotten this bad rap. Now, having said that, I think how anger is expressed is where the problem lies. Because even even though it's healthy in this regard, I think a lot of time anger is expressed in ways that makes other people around who is, who is looking at the person who is angry go, wow, has this person lost his or her mind? Like, What's the, like the individual who flipped off the pastor right, right. <laughs> while well, they passed. The finger. Yeah, yeah, there's something that, that's not quite right in, in how the, the anger is being displayed. So I think that the problem with anger is that uh, anger is is not bad in itself. I think it's how it's displayed that's bad. But I think there, in Christian circles, there are, are actually scriptures that has led to anger being looked at in a bad light. Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's the scriptures themselves as maybe the misinterpretation of the, the balancing of those scriptures with other scriptures. So do you have some examples of what scriptures have sort of given this bad rap to anger, especially in Christian circles? Uh, one scripture, such scripture is Psalm 37, 8 that says, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. There, there are other scriptures uh, as well that 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 says things like, "Whosoever is is slow to, to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly." So, if we take these two scriptures in and and line them up to each other, we see that one scripture is saying that anger in itself is not a bad thing. A person who is slow to anger. The Bible tells us in Proverbs fourteen twenty nine has great understanding. So I think the emphasis there has to be on the role, the, 
the word slow to anger. And in the the, the other uh, the, the, the scripture that talks about refraining from anger, it is more implying a type of anger where someone is very quick to become to become angry. So there's a there are several other scriptures that talks about being slow to anger. So the the, the problem is that is not with anger itself, but the, the frequency and, and the, the, the quickness at, that, at which a person becomes angry. So I think anger in, in the sense of which the Bible portrays it, the Bible portrays anger as being a good thing and, and, and uh, not being divorced from healthy spiritual life because Jesus himself became angry. We have the story in the Bible where Jesus became angry and overthrew, through, chased the money changers out of the temple. We have also seen in, 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 in the scriptures that God is said to be angry and jealous. And so anger, these, these scriptures say to us that anger in itself is not bad because a holy God, Jesus, could not be doing something that is evil. So I think we have to look at it in that light. But in Christian circles, I think we have gone totally away from, from anger and we look down on people who become angry, uh, even if they become angry in healthy ways. And we, we, we sort of esteem this, this state of tranquility all the time mm-hmm. where you're faced by nothing. But I think that is a form of unhealthy state to be in. We should be passionate about things. We should be able to become angry about things, but angry in a, in a healthy way. So what are some signs then when anger is no longer in a healthy way and anger transitions into a dysfunctional form? What, what kind of signs would we see in those cases? I think one of the, the, the signs that we can see in people who become angry is that anger has gone to a stage where it becomes rage. Mm. So I think there, that there, there's a spectrum of anger where a person can go from the state of you know, feeling very mild form of irritation about something to the extreme where they, they where they're in a state of rage and fury. So if we if we take the the the, the story in, in the Bible in, in Genesis four where it talks about the, uh, the 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 first murder where Cain killed Abel, we we see there that it said that that Cain became angry, and the 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 word there that is used for anger actually means burning fury. Mm. So he was in a state where he was burning, he was furious. He was seen red as... Yeah, he, wa- he was seen red as we would say, because God had not accepted his sacrifice. So I think when anger gets to that stage, it becomes maladaptive, it becomes unhealthy, and that's a sign that anger is not being expressed in in a good way so we also so see that the another sign when anger is being expressed in a dysfunctional way is when it deflects attention from the real issue Mm. so would you have an example of what that type of anger would look like i think in if we go back to the example of cain i think it's it's an example of of deflection from the real issue because the real issue was that he was not offering a sacrifice the way, the type of sacrifice that God wanted. 
So he became angry. And the real issue was not his brother. The real issue was not, was not Abel. But what Cain did in his anger is that he became focused on the fact that Abel's sacrifice was being, was being accepted. And as a result, he, 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 he murdered his brother. So anger deflects, deflects from the real issue in, in that way. But there, there are times, too, when people become angry and the way that they behave in, in, a sta- in the state of anger deflects from the issue of the cause mm, or the reason that they, that they were angry. And I think this has come up in the past in some of our shows where we talk about couples' communication and stuff, Absolutely. where someone may bring up the issue of money right. um, and having to talk about that. And instead of dealing with the issue of money, the person gets furious and angry and deflects from the issue that that person wanted to talk about. Absolutely. So that, that's, a, that's a way in which the, 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 the real issue is sidetracked because of our anger is being expressed. But an example of that could be like someone who discovers that their spouse is being unfaithful. And so they have a right to be angry and mm-hmm. they should express that angry, anger. But let's say that this person comes home and they're in such a rage of anger that they go to the, the, the car and they smash the car the car windows and they slash the tires of the car and you know they start burning the clothes of the the spouse because they're in such a rage of anger now the issue then becomes their violent behavior Mm. and the real issue of unfaithfulness becomes secondary because now the police can be involved uh, not because of the unfaithfulness, but because of the anger of how the anger was expressed. So I think it's important to realize that when we, when when we become anger in such a angry in such a way that we we take the focus off the real issue, we are actually allowing people to get off the hook. People who who are, who are guilty of issues that, and, and needs to correct their behavior. We are actually setting them free to continue in unhealthy behavior because the focus is taken off by an excessive display of anger. So what I would say to that, if you, if you are going through a situation in which you're, you're angry, realize that you have a right to be angry, but also realize that you have to be careful in how you express that anger or else you could actually end up losing your right to and be angry. I think with the biblical verses you gave earlier, the, the statement of being slow to anger Mm-hmm. goes into that if you can take that moment to pause or step away mm-hmm. before you see red and lose it and slash the tires and take the golf clubs out to the windows <laughs> you you have a better chance of having the issue actually dealt with you have a better chance of dealing with the issue if you're able to take that split second to set to stop and to think about what's going on so if you have just joined us you're listening to the life transformation radio show I'm your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, and you're listening to my co-host, uh, Melissa Wagat, and we're discussing the topic of anger, a very important topic because I think anger has been a misunderstood emotion, and we need to realize that anger is actually a good thing. None of the emotion that is given to us by God is bad. And as I said before, even God himself is depicted in Scripture as being has been angry. So stay tuned uh, to the show uh, to hear more about about how anger can be 
effective. So if you're not familiar with Elim, you can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, elimcounselingministry.com. And you can contact us by phone at 613-699-1677. And again, if you're listening for the first time, thank you very much for joining in to today's broadcast. So before the break we, there, we were just talking a little bit about when anger becomes dysfunctional. As much as it's a healthy emotion and a healthy thing for us to, ex- to experience, sometimes it, it uh, tilts over into the dysfunctional state. What are some other ways dysfunctional anger is displayed? I think a very common one is what is called by psychologists displacement, where anger is directed at the wrong target. So let us say, for example, there is a situation at work where the per- a person is frustrated. They have been treated unfairly by their boss, but they don't have the courage or the guts to stand up or to speak up about their rights. So they keep everything inside. And the more they keep that anger inside, that feeling of victimization inside, that feeling of being wronged inside, the more the anger boils. So they come home and they kick the dog and entering mm-hmm. through the door. They scream at the wife and they're upset at the children. And, you know, they're just mad, mad, mad with everyone at home. And the, the, the anger has nothing to do with the fact that the kids are playing and they are making noise or that your your supper is not warm enough. But they are making a big issue out of these other things because they are going through the psychological uh, defense mechanism called displacement in which they are powerless to deal with the real issue. And so they are choosing uh, more safer targets in which to display their anger. And I think we can see an example of displacement in the story that we talked about earlier about Cain and Abel. Cain was really angry at God mm-hmm. because it was God who did not accept his sacrifice. And actually God had a conversation with him and God said, I know you're angry, and but if you do right, you will be accepted. Mm-hmm. So God was actually giving him the chance to make right, to deal with the real issue. But in in displacing his anger towards Cain, towards Abel, his brother, what he did was made the situation worse. Mm-hmm. So it went now from, from the, just the fact that he was offering the wrong type of sacrifice to now he's guilty of murder. Mm-hmm. And I think displacement has this potential to make matters worse because what will happen if you have this displacement where you're bringing in anger and hurt from home, from work to home, not only will you be having a bad life at, at work, your home life will now also be affected. Eventually, it might lead to a divorce or separation. And so, like the story of Cain and Abel, this displacement becomes worse, cause the situation to become worse. How do do psychological or physiological factors, pardon me, play into dysfunctional anger? anger? Is that ever seen as sometimes being dysfunctional? I think of sometimes when I'm tired or I'm hungry. Yes. Does that sometimes play a role? Absolutely. And, and I think this is, this is one of the reasons why we have to be able to 
question ourselves to take that moment to say, why am I feeling this irritated by the kids wrestling? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or why am I so annoyed by the sound of my husband, the voice of my husband mm-hmm. or my wife? And a lot of times, if we just take that moment to think before we react, we will realize that it's not them, it's us. We are tired because we we didn't sleep well last night. We were restless or we were battling uh, a a cold and therefore, you know, we are are drained of energy. And and so when we are in those physiological state, we are more prone to be irritable. And so it's important that we, we take that step back to assess ourselves and to say, What's really going on here? Mm-hmm. This didn't bother me yesterday. Why is it such a bother to me? Mm-hmm. That now? term hangry, I think that's yes. been coined out there. <laughs> that Am I just hangry? Yeah. Or is it actually true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I think sometimes when I think about anger is for sometimes, for me, I know this happens a lot. It's almost the times I'm most angry. It's when people hit me in areas that almost trigger past hurts. Right. Um, and that's when I get my back up right away. Is that another sometimes sign of a dysfunctional approach to anger? Absolutely. I think sometimes when things happen like that, it's it's something serves as a trigger. But the trigger is not the real reason why you're you're angry. I'd have had clients who like one one person I talked to, his wife was having an affair and he knew the person that his wife was having this affair with. And so he, he was uh, in the supermarket and someone who resembled the, his wife's lover uh, took the shopping cart that, that he, he had because it was empty. And he almost got into a fist fight with this guy over the cart. And it was after that, after that that he said to me, I don't know what got over me because I'm not usually like that. But when I saw that person and it just bring, brought back to me what my wife did. And so he got into a rage and he was acting in a way that was unlike unlike himself. So the, 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 the person taking the cart was not the issue. The taking of the cart, the look of the person was serving as a trigger for the, the, the anger that he felt toward his wife. Now, what was interesting in that case is that the way he was dealing with the situation was very unhealthy because he, he, he spiritualized the situation as that, uh, in, in a way that he said, you know, his wife just needed to become more spiritual. If she just grew more in Christ, she would not be doing that. And he had forgiven her very quickly after it happened, and he felt no anger towards her for what happened. He sort of spiritualized the whole thing to make it seem like it's a normal result of her not being a strong believer. No, no, I think that's very unusual because even people who are non-believers are expected to be, be faithful to mm-hmm. your spouse. No, exactly. But to exactly. him, he spiritualized the whole thing and couldn't bring himself to have any feelings of anger towards his wife or what she did. So what what end up happening is that all of that anger, when, when anger is suppressed and not dealt with in anger way, it will find other avenues of expressing itself. And so it is that he almost got in a fist fight over a shopping cart, mm-hmm. which and is hilarious when you think about no, it. No, exactly. I'm just picturing the entrance <laughs> at the grocery store and all the poor shoppers coming in with their grocery bags going, what's happening? 
But I think that leads nicely into my next question, and it's something you alluded to a little bit earlier, too, is I think sometimes we as Christians think we need to be very peaceful and very loving and gentle and calm all the time. But you actually say that that lack of anger can be problematic, and I think it's well described in that example you just gave. Absolutely. Is there anything else that is a problem by just not being angry? I think sometimes when we are not, we don't express anger over Mm -hmm. how we're being treated, we allow people to walk all over us and we become doormats. And a lot of people spiritualize being a doormat. You know, I'm being a doormat for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I'm some kind of a holy doormat. You know, I'm just doing it because of the love of Christ. But the real reason is that they don't have the courage to stand up. And so we get into another the defense mechanism that we see uh, among Christians who become this passive type of Christian is, is another defense mechanism called reaction formation where they're really angry at the person f- you know, for what is happening, but they're spiritualizing the whole issue. And so they develop another way of expressing the exact opposite of how they feel. So instead of a saying, you know what, I, you know what, honey, I'm really very angry for the way you have been treating me. I'm angry at you for the way, the words that you call me. I'm angry at you for the fact that you, you disrespect me in front of others. Instead of having that conversation and standing up, what they will do is that they will buy the person expensive gift to show how much they love them. Mm. So that's a reaction formation. They're actually reacting or acting in a way that is actually trying to suppress the anger because they feel powerless to express anger. So, so when I see a person being passive and spiritualizing a situation and acting in a way that in their view is Christ-like, I don't buy it because I think if you're being treated in an unfair way, the natural response is to be angry. Now, what you do and how you express that anger is what will determine whether or not you're expressing the anger in a healthy way or in an unhealthy way, in a godly way or in an ungodly way. So if people are out there listening and maybe they've identified, as we've talked about, these dysfunctional patterns of anger expression, or they fall in that other camp where they're not expressing any anger at all, Mm -hmm. What type of advice would you give to them and what steps should they take so that they can experience anger in the way it was designed by God, in the healthy way? I would say, first of all, if you're the, at the extreme where you're being extremely passive, have an honest conversation with yourself to say, what am I really feeling? What's the real reason here why I am not expressing my anger? Is it because I am afraid? Is it because I am powerless? Is it is it because I feel as if this person is going to walk out on me if I let them know that I am angry? Be truthful to yourself. Uh, don't spiritualize the situation. Think about the real reason. Examine your your motives for not being angry. And a lot of time when I get clients to do that and they are honestly able to start talk about their feelings, they will say, yes, If uh, the truth is I feel 
that I will lose my job. The truth is I feel my my husband will never listen to me if I become angry. He'll walk out in me or he will make me feel guilty for becoming angry. So there is all, always that, that, that real reason behind the spiritualization of the anger. And I think if you go to the other extreme where people are becoming extremely angry all the time, and uh, I think it's it's important to assess and to see what's really behind the anger. Am I being triggered because of past emotional wound, which is often a case? Am I being triggered because of a hurt that I am not dealing with? And to have this examined, because when you do, you will find that you're much able to express anger in a godly way. And unfortunately, we are out of time for today again. Mm-hmm. Melissa, thank you very much for joining me again on this edition of the Life Transformation Radio Show. If you have listened to this broadcast, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, I'm your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. God bless you.